You're listening to The Web for Marketing Podcast, where business owners, digital marketers, and creatives collide. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Web for uh, Marketing Podcast uh, with SEO being our core focus today. I'm excited to have you guys back. Um, today, we're going to be talking about all things local SEO. And um, of course, we have our local SEO expert, uh, Michael Cortez, with us. You want to say hi, Michael? Hey, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite SEO subjects, uh, local SEO. Excited to be chatting uh, all things uh, related to local so, uh, yeah, this will be a fun episode, and uh, we have quite the agenda to get through. So, so looking forward to digging in. Yeah, let's, let's start with the, the, the torrid gossip of Google always changing their Google. It was, what it was like Google Places, and it was Google Business, Google My Business. Now, now what is it? Uh, business Profile? What the heck? <laughs> this has been such a big adjustment. Oh, man, I, I think everybody in the industry is uh, feeling that same feeling you're you, you have right now, Kevin. Uh, it's hard. I mean, GMB just kind of rolled off the tongue, right? Yeah. You were saying GMB, Google My Business, just kind of rolled off the tongue. And, and it's quite the adjustment to, to be like, no, it's Google Business Profile, GBP. Um, yeah. So no, it's, it's you know, take some time, but uh, you'll get used to it. Still um, very important on the local SEO front, obvious, uh, obviously, whether it's GMB or GBP. But yeah, no, excited to talk more about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so where do you want to start today? There's so many topics, obviously, on the, the local SEO front that we could be. Yeah, uh, yeah I think, well, well, as you mentioned, I think the one of the most important areas that we should be talking about is Google Business Profile. So let's dig in a, a bit more there um, and chat about maybe some new news that's going on and maybe, you know, what business owners should be thinking about. Um, when they're looking at Google Business Profile, yeah. So what? I guess first, because obviously we have a, a varied audience of different. Uh, we have obviously people who are experts, know everything about it, but marketers, yeah, yeah. Just the very basic version for uh, the uninitiated. What is Google? Awesome. Yeah, and I actually want to share ours. So let me share this cool. my screen really quick. Um, for those that uh, are listening on audio only, Michael is going to show a little visual, um, but you can also just search up Web4 Vancouver WA and you can see what we're yep. seeing. Absolutely. So that's what I've done here. I've just typed in our brand name, um, Web4. And over here on the right-hand side, uh, not to be confused with a, a knowledge panel, you'll see the Google, Google Business Profile panel. Um, so this is really um, the forefront of local SEO. Um, I don't believe I can understate or overstate the importance of uh, Google Business Profile for local businesses, multi-location businesses. Um, this is truly, um, if you're not, if you don't have yours claimed and you're not regularly optimizing it and have the baseline optimization in, um, you're definitely missing a big chunk of uh, the local SEO strategy um, and really where you should be investing a lot of your efforts. But uh, you can see this nice uh, Google business profile right here on the right hand side has a lot of business information about you, about a business, right? Uh, NAP, name, address, phone number, hours of operation, reviews, 4.9 stars, which is amazing. Uh, and much more information uh, that gets called out in the Google business profile, including uh, posts and uh, social profiles and more. Um, so, yeah, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about a Google business profile. And that's a look at Web Fours right there. And so uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't know if they're just looking on the desktop version is that certain things only show on the mobile version. So a lot of times... Uh, mm -hmm. clients will be confused because they're like, well, what do you mean the this like services or different areas? Products, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some mm -hmm. of those things are only showing up on, on mobile. So what are some of the things that only show up on mobile? Definitely services, products. I think there's something else I'm thinking of too that... Um, yeah, well, the mobile is going to look like um, a much of a much different format um, because they use tabs rather than one long panel yeah. um, so they actually break it down into tabs that you can cycle through that um, so they ha you have insight into products 
Uh, you have insight into attributes, like if you're um, LGBTQ plus friendly, or if you have ADA accessible bathrooms and ADA accessible entrances. And um, so they have a lot of highlights about the business, right? As well as um, really just additional additional details. Yes, like maybe menus if you're a restaurant, right? It all depends. Yeah. It can definitely vary uh, depending on what industry you're in. Because um, yeah. some industries, uh, for example, don't have accessibility to posts to Google yeah. My Business Google business profile posts. Caught myself. We're safe. We're safe. Um, they don't have access to posts, whereas some do. Um, so it kind of depends on industry, which you're going to see in, in those panels a little bit. And you started by talking, not saying you can't overstate the importance of it. And um, and for those that don't know, it's because Google business profile is in local searches. When you have the map pack show up, it's one of the number one ranking factors, isn't it? Yeah, um, exactly. You, you hit the nail on the head there, Kevin. Uh, the amount of real estate that the local um, the local pack takes up in SERPs in any sort of uh, locally modified search, right? So if you're searching for uh, tire tires near me, or if you're searching for pizza near me, or if you're searching for pizza Vancouver Wa, those are odd uh, searches. But you know anything with a, a locally relevant search, um, the local pack is going to take up. A major chunk of the the real estate and uh, ultimately takes up a huge portion of the clicks, the calls, and the conversions uh, on the local front. So um, the amount of revenue generated or you know um, sales generated through the the local pack is is obviously not available, but it's in the billions and billions and billions of dollars annually. Um, it's absolutely. Um, crucial for local businesses to be focusing on their, their Google, my business, Google business profile optimization. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and we could, I mean, we could do an entire episode just about this, but what are some kind of top tips? Like maybe your top yeah. five tips or something for absolutely a business owner and like setting up or optimizing their Google business profile. Yeah. So nap consistency, I think that'll kind of uh, ring true throughout some of the rest of this episode. We'll talk a little bit more about nap consistency, right? And how important that is on the local front. Um, so making sure your nap, your name, your address, your phone number, and your website, all that information is accurate, right? That's crucial. That's that's uh, the foundation of local SEO, right? That accuracy and not confusing Google on that front. Um, but your uh, primary category, uh, is a major influencer uh, to your overall rankings and what keywords and what queries you're showing up for uh, when when users search. So having that uh, primary primary category uh, accurately reflect what you do and what your business does and what industry you're in um, is very 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 important. Um, so I'd definitely say that's number one. Right, the rest of the baseline optimization is important too. So setting up. You know, getting your services and your products inputted and optimized, getting your images all up there, um, getting your Q&A set up, right? So your question and answers, getting your uh, getting your founding founded date in there. So what date your business was started, your business description, really filling out your whole business profile as completely as pro as uh, as possible, because you want to provide Google as much information about your business um, as possible. You want to let them know when you were founded. Um, you know, what services you provide, because the more information you're able to provide them, the better they're going to understand your business and ultimately show you for those results that you want to show up for uh, when you're when your potential users are searching. So uh, baseline optimization after the primary category, um, ongoing optimization is crucial, too. So uh, it's definitely best practice to regularly regularly upload at least five images monthly uh, to the Google business profile. Um, really, the only optimization you can do there is the file name. Um, do at least one GMB post monthly. Um, so that's pretty important there. Um, also, regularly monitoring reviews and responding to reviews uh, regular, uh, monthly at least or even more frequently, right? Weekly, daily. It all depends how, how much you want to monitor that. Um, but if that's crucial, right? Um, especially when users are going in to look at reviews. Uh, for your business, they want to see the first how you respond to make sure that you're responding professionally, 
Um, and that even if it's a negative review, that you're trying to remedy the situation and address whatever concerns that uh, that negative reviewee reviewer brought up, right? Um, so that's important is ongoing uh, GMB optimization um, and really uh, staying up to date on all things new for GMB because they're constantly bringing out like call tracking or, yeah. you know, newer features. So that's very important to, to stay up to date um, as much as you can there. And uh, yeah, there I had a fifth one, but I think that should give a, a good set of things to really be focusing on on the GBP front. Yeah, and I think, um, so one of the things I want to provide more clarity, or I'd, I'd like you to maybe delve into a little bit more, because you talked about um, map consistency, and um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if uh, some people will fully understand that element as far as when you say the business name, address, phone number, that's just in the Google business profile, or is that also across um, other sites and uh, mm -hmm. like, I yeah, great, great question. Why is that important? Yeah, so this is uh, since the beginning of local SEO, uh, name, address, phone number has really been at um, the the one of the most important things to get right. Um, there's a lot of reason for that because Google, how they're looking at citations and co-citations of your business, and then ultimately creating quality scores and ranking your business and assigning. EAT scores, right? Expertise, authoritativeness, and trust and assigning EAT scores is based on, you know, the frequency of mentions of your business, but then the accuracy of mentions of your business and, you know, a, a lot more here, but that's um, kind of where citations or Google business pro profile or your website or other um, local links and other types of links come into play is mentions throughout the web of your business are extremely important for Google to establish trust in your business and establish you as an expert and an authority uh, for what you do. So yes, NAP consistency or NAP accuracy um, is absolutely crucial throughout the web. And the more mentions of your business throughout the web, typically the better, right? Um, but 100%, you want to make sure that your Yelp listing has the same NAP information that your Google business profile does and that your website has that same information that your Google business profile does and that all of your listings and backlinks and all uh, anything that mentions your brand a brand is uh, accurate, you know, has accurate information that, that represents where you are and what you do and, and all that good stuff. So yeah, no, great call out there, Kevin. Uh, um, love to hear what you have to add on to the nap conversation, because that's really the, the, one of the big differentiators of local SEO is the, the importance of, of nap and, and just that geo modifier or the local relevance, right? Yeah. I mean, all this talk of naps has me. No, gonna... <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, it's like I just had lunch. I'm about to take a nap. Is that what you oh, know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's turn up the energy then. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so there's a couple of things and I um, I like to try to <laughs> to visualize the different uh, people and the levels of understanding um, that I'm talking to because I know uh, some people 100 percent like understood everything you said. And then some people are like lost a little bit because it's um, when we're talking about these citation sites and where they're listed. So uh, Michael mentioned Yelp as being one of those sites, right? There's there's literally hundreds of different websites out there, everything from Better Business Bureau to Angie's List. So there's there's industry specific um, sites. Yeah. Yeah. Like so like an Angie's List might be an industry specific site. So if you're a plumber, there might be home improvement um, type uh, listing sites that you would focus on. Um, there also might be, if you're a florist, there might be industry specific sites that you would want to be listed on. But then there's all your general, um, you know, yellowpages.com and superpages and decks and Yelp and all the, all the different kind of main citation sites. And so one of the things, those are called structured citations when you're putting them in there, um, where your name, address, and phone number, and website, and potentially a description of your business, and maybe sometimes an image shows up on these sites. And I, the reason, the reason I explain this, so I think people uh, understand it, is Google basically had to has to use math, has to use data 
to um, to basically create a trust factor because if I'm going to drive, you know, from Vancouver, Washington and take my wife out to Tigard, Oregon to go on a date night at, you know, we'll call it, um, Nono's, uh, Italian restaurant. Um, and yep. I go all the way out there and Nono's Italian restaurant isn't there or closed. Um, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a horrible experience for me. And Google is the, is the purveyor. Google is the one sending their customers over there. So they have to have, how do we trust that this information is is accurate and that our customers are going to have a good experience? So they they basically look at okay, consistency of the name address phone number is is a trust factor because if it's inconsistent, that would lower our trust. It means maybe they've moved and we our ability to say hey they're at this location has dropped to some extent. So you have the quantity of citations then you also have the quality because there might be some sites that are like not high quality but then you look at the quality sites and it's like is it consistent across these quality sites right so both the quantity and quality of those citations uh, and then your own google business profile like how engaged are you with it with reviews are you responding Uh, all those kind of things come into play to allow them to have a higher level of trust because they're basically it's like you referring your customers to a business if they're not having a great experience, how long are you going to do that for, right? Not very long. And so Google's trying to anticipate, are they going to have a good experience? And, and then they'll, they'll rank you more uh, if, if the customer's query matches your business, not only from the category and your description and your website, but also uh, the reviews and what customers left. Because if you're like looking for the best lasagna, well, Nono's Italian restaurant there's all these reviews about best lasagna, right? So there's, there's different elements that kind of come into play there. And maybe that was a little longer than. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a great addition. And, and uh, to add to your point on industry, as well as just major citations, right? Another locally relevant citations. So um, say Portland, um, you know, that could be a local Portland chamber, uh, of, commerce or, chamber yeah. of commerce site. Yeah, exactly. Or a local Portland, uh, industry relevant site, right? Maybe a, a local industry certification or organization that you're part of. You know, those are also uh, very crucial li- uh, citations or references, uh, mentions of your brand um, that you definitely want to be establishing. So um, great point there, Kevin. Uh, yeah, no, citations are are crucial. Um, and I, th- I think to go in line with that, um, data aggregators, which is something I don't think we mentioned too much on, um, is also ties into citations, right? And, and those are can be um, also ha- very influential for your brand. Um, didn't know if you wanted to clear, go into too much depth there because I know it can yeah. get quite confu- uh, confusing. Well, I think it's really important that um, businesses understand that data. So one of the challenges with uh, local SEO is uh, data is being scraped and collected across the web constantly. And so when you start to get bad information out there, it gets it gets reduplicated and picked up and put in other places. And so part of cleaning up that this data ecosphere is focusing on the high quality ones and then also um, making sure that the data aggregators, which submit to sometimes thousands of different sites, you have like your uh, Info USA and Localese and... Uh, Axiom and Faction. Well, I'm forgetting some of them now because I think one of them changed names. Um, yeah, they were required. I actually have a chart. I want to maybe this can help. Oh, cool. Um, clear some things up. I think this is Moz's chart from a couple of years ago. So oh yeah, yeah, might not be quite up to date, but yeah, this could help. Yeah, so Axiom, so Info USA or Info Group, uh, New Star Localese, and then Factual. So I think I got them right, though. I think one yeah. of their names has changed since. since then, I think but- Foursquare acquired them. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So the the these you 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 update your your business name, address, phone number, information with that provider, and they actually distribute that to thousands of sites. So it's kind of like uh, that's the top of the stream where that data stream then flows down to these thousands of sites. Um, but you also want to manually claim the high authority ones as opposed to just letting this update it because that's a factor that comes into play as well. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's all I would really think we would want to touch on there. Yeah, we could go into more detail, but I think it's a, that kind of gives a overview of a little bit about that. Um, I do think, so, so Google business profile, 
um, and your 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 local listings, your citations across all these other sites uh, are really important. We talked about the importance of reviews. What about how does your website come into play um, as far as you know on page SEO goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, um, man, there's so many uh, directions <laughs> we could go with this because, man, there's a lot to unpack here. First, you know, obviously your website is a representation of your brand. Yeah. So it should clearly represent your brand, what you do, um, as well as call out, you know, who started the business? Who are partners in the business? What affiliations do you have? What uh, organizations are you partnered with? So that's just talking from a brand perspective, right? You want to make sure that your website's clearly communicating your brand. Um, and that ultimately is going to help Google better understand things, right? So just a, a little golden nugget of knowledge there right off the bat. But as far as directly on the local SEO front, right? On-page optimization of your website is crucial. Um, one of the biggest areas, and I think we could prob probably start here, is if you are optimizing for local SEO, uh, making sure you have location landing pages, whether you're a multi-location business or a single location business, um, that is absolutely one SEO tactic or strategy that you need to be employing is you need to make sure you have an optimized local location landing page for each city that you're serving. Right. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that that is huge. Um, all the, I mean, obviously we could spend, many episodes just talking about on-page SEO. Um, mm -hmm. But what are, like when I think about um, local SEO and when I think about how the site comes into play, because we know when you're doing searches, and for those who don't know, sometimes when you're doing searches, you'll see that Google and the Google um, map pack, they'll say the website mentions X, Y, and Z, right? Mm -hmm. um, so. So they're looking not only at your listing, but then they're also looking at the website because it, it they're trying to be hyper hyper specific because if a person looks specifically for the best lasagna and it's like or like actually Michael's a fan of Eggs Benedict as well, well <laughs> where I often see <laughs> is when I'm looking for best Eggs Benedict and I'm looking through the listings and it's like the website mentions Eggs Benedict as well. Mm -hmm. It's not only a trust factor for Google, but it's a trust factor for me as well because I'm like. I've gone to places and it's like, oh, we don't do that anymore. We only do it during brunch or whatever, right? And so yeah. that information helps um, provide it. Yeah. Yeah. So all that, like, like the title tags, the like, what what else? I mean, there's there's so many things, and I think maybe we might be getting too deep. If we yeah, want. I think we could, like you said, we could have a whole um, separate episode on just on-page optimization, absolutely. But there's definitely um, yeah, some, some best practices we could talk about, uh, what you were talking about, those mentions, right. That Google yeah. is bringing up in the, in the local pack is our justifications yeah. is what they call them search justifications. So they're justifying or why they're showing you this result, um, because your website mentions eggs Benedict's or your website mentions, uh, home building, right? So that's why they showed that. Yeah, so that's what their Google, at least, or the SEO industry is is referencing them as, as search justifications, um, which are interesting. And yes, it 100% brings trust, build, automatically builds trust with that's a good result, right? With the searcher. Yeah. And so it's funny because I do this all the time because I, I, I eat out a fair amount and I hate it because I see this restaurant and they're like, they have this image of their menu or sometimes it's a pdf that's just Gosh. not like google can't see that and so yeah you know or a lot of times they have all these things like sometimes because i search a lot for gluten-free stuff for my wife and i i've learned tricks to find gluten-free stuff but it's like if you have it like make sure you mention it because there's people out there searching mm -hmm. or you know, places that have gluten-free pizza or gluten-free bread or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not necessarily looking for that. I'm looking for it because I'm looking for a restaurant. I want to make sure my wife can eat something there too. <laughs> yeah, no, the Google and the algorithms are very advanced, especially on the organic front. But still, the, the core of Google is understands by um, really connecting, you know, entities. We've talked about this some in the past, right? And how you do that is explicitly calling it out in your content, right? We provide, you know, uh, our business provides 
search engine optimization services, right? You can't leave that up to Google to decide. So it's very important. They call it semantic triples or uh, how they connect those dots between your business and what it does. But calling that out in your content, yes, absolutely. For a business owner, whether it's a restaurant, we have, uh, say it's a Mexican restaurant, we have burritos and we have uh, quesadillas and we have um, chili rellenos and we have- Jimmy Chong goes, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, absolutely calling that out, what what products you all have, what services you offer, what food you offer is crucial. There's definitely a whole list of important things um, that people should be thinking about when we're talking on-page optimization, right? Um, we'll definitely have a breakout episode, but like you were mentioning, title tags, crucial, one of the biggest ranking factors. Uh, meta descriptions, very important for influencing if somebody clicks on your result or not, right? So uh, having that in place is really, really crucial. Uh, H1 is also right up there with title tag as, as a very important ranking factor. Your page architecture, so having the proper heading structure in place, H2s, H3s, H4s. Um, also, you know, depending on what the intent of the search uh, search result is, Multimedia could be a big factor. Yeah. Images could be a big factor, like we've seen recently with images becoming more and more important in, in mobile results. Um, so, you know, there's there's more things, local business schema or any relevant schema for that page, but local business, especially on the local SEO front. Uh, internal linking uh, yeah. is another area that is uh, pro well, we could have a whole episode on the the power of internal linking and and really different internal linking strategies and, and really why it's so important for SEO. It's yeah. it's um, one of the one of the uh, most important triggers we can pull as far as you know telling Google what's important and, and helping improve rankings. So internal linking definitely can be a, a forgot about um, SEO tactic that you definitely need to make sure you're optimizing around. Um, even external links to um, you know, relevant like wiki articles or other relevant art of industry articles that help reinforce the the entity that you're talking about, right? Especially if it's like informational content and you're talking about recent news events, you know. So it all depends on um, what your what type of content you're creating. But yeah, there's definitely a whole list of things uh, we could go through. And sorry if you're hearing it buzzing, my phone's uh, buzzing in the background a bit, but. Um, there's a whole list of things we could go through on the on-page front that is absolutely crucial to be looking at. First, just making sure your page is indexable, right? Making sure you don't have a no index on the page. So definitely a crucial checklist. And I think a future a future episode for uh, on-page SEO best practices, maybe. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Uh, I still think of this one. <laughs> this way back when we when Web4 first got started, I want to say it was maybe in our second year. And I'm meeting with this business and they, they were a countertop. They did countertops. So granite, all that kind of stuff. And they had had a website built for them 10 years prior. And he was just like, like he goes literally like I can search, type in the, our business name. It doesn't come up. Like I can't find it in search engines. I like want to appear in search engines. <laughs> First thing I did was I looked at the, uh, the source of the source content. Code, yeah. It was no indexed. This yeah, website he had for 10 years, 10 years. Oh, I, gosh. I, did a, I did a quick calculation of lost revenue and it, I was, it was conservatively at 300 to $500,000 in revenue that he lost uh, over that 10 years. And that was a real conservative estimate um, just because his website wasn't able to be found in search engines. Yeah. That was without even doing optimization. So anyways, yes, no, having uh, <laughs> indexed is really important. Um, those checks are crucial. Those checks can be crucial. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, there's SEO. I sometimes say it's like, uh, you know, you have like all the sand and you have all these little pebbles of sand, but then you have one, it's like a small little thing, but if you don't do it, it turns into this giant boulder and throws your yeah. scale off. That's one of those, those little things that changes the boulder. But um, yeah, we talk about, Internally at Web4, there are no SEO emergencies, but if you crash a site or you no index a site, those are almost SEO yeah. emergencies, right? <laughs> Close. Yeah. So, so I'm curious because um, for those, like obviously one of the on-site elements you mentioned briefly was uh, local business schema. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if for the uninitiated, can you kind of mm -hmm. explain what local business schema is and why that's an important part of local SEO? 
Yeah, that this man, we were touching on all sorts of uh, great subjects, right? So schema.org uh, was founded by search engines back in 2014. Um, Yahoo, Bing, Google, Yandex came together and we're like, let's create a language that we can all understand um, to better understand what a web page is about, what it represents, what uh, queries are relevant for it, and what, you know, better understand your business, basically. So uh, they created schema.org um, in 2014, and it's a structured data language. Uh, you talked about like structured mentions of a brand before. Similar, it's structured data language um, that uses JavaScript or JSON-LD specifically is one type, uh, the most relevant type, um, to mark up information about your business. Uh, so you can mark up what the name of your business is, what industry you serve. Um, what services you provide, uh, what your hours of operation are, what your geo radius or your, or your service area is, um, all sorts of stuff. You can uh, mark up your citations of your brand. So Google knows that those citations are connected to your brand, which is the same as schema, which is very, very important. Uh, you can also mark up other related entities like industries you serve by connecting to um, like uh, Wikipedia or connecting to wikidata.org. So you can connect entities through schema um, is also a very kind of high level SEO strategy. Um, but basically you can mark up your brand, um, including business owners and uh, organizations you affiliate with, what you know about, and so, so much more uh, to tell Google basically what they want to know, um, which is more about your business and, and what you're relevant for. So, um, Definitely something we could talk about in the future. I, I have a great episode or a great um, blog I shared on uh, what schema is on the web forum blog. Um, I could probably grab that link and share it in the podcast notes. Um, so definitely refer to that if you want to learn more on schema. Um, yeah. But for local business, it is very important. There's a specific type of schema called local business schema um, that's specifically for marking up where you are, your nap. Um, in your relevant citations and your who owns the business and all of that important, crucial information for Google. So for the small business owner, is this something that appears on the site that I, I, it, it's all over or is it like in the code? Yeah, this would be code that would be added to the head of a location landing page or maybe a home page or your about page. You'd have like about page schema or FAQ schema, depending on what content you have on a page. Um, it all depends on, you know, what, what your content is and what you're trying to mark up. Uh, but yeah, this would be added to the, the head of your page via code. Um, there are some plugins that can help automate uh, some of it. Not You can't necessarily do advanced uh, type local business schema, but there are some paid plugins um, out there that will help you automate uh, schema a bit. But if you're listening to us and you're like, oh, what are they talking about? I just want somebody else to do this for me. Um, please contact us, the local SEO experts at Web4. Um, we are happy to do all of this for you and more. We'll, we'll chat more. But I just want to mention that because I don't want to um, cause any confusion around schema or just uh, make uh, business owners or whoever's listening feel like they have to be some advanced level coder uh, in order to execute SEO correctly. Um, yeah. So that's not the case. Yeah, I once had a, a neurosurgeon <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, brain surgery is not that complicated to me, but what you do is. And I was like, that's a different perspective. I never really uh, thought it about is it. a different perspective. Wow. Yeah, right. Because you know, like, he's like, because yeah. he, he does it all the time. And so to us, <clears throat> he's like, that's not my expertise. Like, like, I just like, have you guys do it. Um, 100%. Yeah. My um, one of the things we briefly touched on recently was how how user behavior like comes into play yeah this is that, kind like, of I think rate and debated subject right because yeah. google says no 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 we don't do anything with click-through rate it was a liar well the time <laughs> and the whole seo community is like yes you do it says it shows right here in the data so you know, this one I, I do struggle with a bit as far as um, obviously Google's not going to tell us what's in their algorithms. So that's not what we should expect. 
but I do, um, you know, it's like, okay, well, there seems to be some correlation yeah. with click-through rate and dwell time and, you know, influencing rankings in the local pack, right? Sure. Um, and there's some great studies out there by WhiteSpark, which I think you have a buddy over at WhiteSpark, sure. right? And yeah. Bright Local um, on this exact subject. They have the top local SEO ranking factors. Uh, I need, should drop that link too, but I don't have it handy right now. Um, they have that, um, they mention um, behavioral factors in there, um, like CTR and things like that. So uh, definitely there seems to be a correlation, but Google's never came out and said, hey, um, we're looking at how many people are clicking on your uh, your listing. We're looking at how long people spend on your listing. Um, and that's factoring into the to the algorithm. So what do you think about that, Kevin? So here, here's my, um, my thought is, uh, so I, I always look, so I always, I start from a behavior standpoint is what is their intent? And their intent is to um, provide a great experience for their customer mm -hmm. um, and, and also monetize that for shareholders. Right. Um, and so, uh, and part of the reason they want to provide a great experience is because if they do that, then the person will keep coming back. And so they can monetize it for sure. Right. So there's, yeah. <laughs> there's that a really important aspect. And so they're going to use and test most any element that they can that helps create um, a better user experience. And they've already done a lot that alludes to this fact. When you think about, um, I still have it. I don't see it as much in the wild anymore, but I, um, the scores, like I, I, in my Google maps app, I have, I go in and I create my own custom edits. And so I local see, guides. Yeah. Well, there's the local guides, but then there's also like, uh, selecting like your preferred meal. You can select preferred meal types and, mm -hmm. uh, you can select, oh, yeah. um, like based on the restaurants you've liked and reviewed and all that kind of, kind stuff. of that personalization factor. Yeah. They, they yeah. say other, other people that, you like this that reviewed that have also reviewed this that have similar. Yeah. yeah. Right? So if you start taking some of that and go, okay, well, what Google usually comes out and says, and they're very clear about is no, we don't use click through rate or we don't use this interaction uh, mm -hmm. for the ranking, but yeah. That doesn't mean, and like, so this is always the thing I clarify, that doesn't mean that they don't use a combination of many different data signals that they are somehow calling, uh, you know, and maybe internally they call it a, um, you know, a, a, a user, like yeah. a user correlation or like a user, user acquisition or something. Yeah. Like, no, so, that's, um, absolutely. I'm trying to think of the term they uh, where they, uh, cohort. So they might have it like, it could be like a user cohort, like trust factor or something like that. Meaning that similar users that saw this interacted with it more deeply. Mm -hmm. um, and so we may think that this user may find value there too. Right. Yeah. Like I, as a, like thinking about this is like, I, that's something I would start to think about is how yeah. can I use cohort analysis, groups of users that have similar interests and similar patterns. Mm -hmm. How can I use that to um, make a better experience and personalize it more uh, for the user? So, so saying, no, we don't use click-through rate is true, but it could also be true that that becomes part of a deeper analysis. They're like, well, we use a, a group of factors that flow into this overall and then and then, yeah. and then there's the whole aspect of when they give their machine learning uh, you know analysis they sometimes don't know what's in the black box so they can tell you in certain no, cases absolutely. what's actually you know being factored into that all the time so yeah my you make my a great assumption point. is that it does play a part um yeah i i i agree um and that's interesting because you know, I'm just kind of connecting some dots, but the if you look at the core web vitals and page experience, yeah. the um, how they're collecting that data with Crux data, um, Chrome user experience data is very similar um, to what you're talking about as far as ultimately grouping this Chrome user experience data into some sort of cohort, right? To a, assess a um, 
the lab results, right, based on the Chrome user experience data in four core web vitals. So, um, yeah, no, that's interesting. I could definitely, uh, I'm sure the algorithms out there, or sorry, the patents out there um, explain it very clearly um, with their ag algorithms uh, that, that do that task. Because as you know, those patents are very, always very clear uh, and very fun to read. Yeah, you know, I, I find some of them really interesting. I, I love some of the ones Absolutely. that tells you how, I mean, like I've, I've been saying this and I will keep saying it is that Google has been doubling down on user experience for, I mean, since 2010 when they first announced that uh, load time was a ranking factor, right? So they want you to gain user experience. And so they'll mm -hmm. tell you certain elements that are like, okay, this is an okay area for them to game. We want them to game this as much as possible, right? To create this great yeah. user experience that makes it better from our standpoint. Um, but it kind of leads into one of the things that we we're talking about that follow that just flows right into personalization as a whole um, and really understanding like how personalization our search history, our, our geolocation, the specific device we're using, um, mm -hmm. where we're at in the search session, all these different elements, like how that comes to play. And uh, obviously, we this is another one where we could <laughs> a lot to unpack. Dive, yeah. Yeah, because um, I think they're, you know, um, especially with mom uh and, you know, all of the advanced machine learning algorithms, I think this has only become going to become more and more relevant. Um, even on the local SEO front, we're seeing that more on the organic front right now, but it's definitely going to eventually come into play on the local front um, as they continue to invest in things like e-commerce and things in, in Google Business Profile and grow out uh, the local algorithms. Um, the, the first thing I wanted to say, which is connected to personalization, was I think we mentioned in a past uh, um, podcast episode, was Google's recent patent they had around user-specific knowledge, graph, knowledge graphs. So basically a knowledge graph that is on your device yeah. that look, you know is able to basically uh, understand you on a deep level, uh, your personalization, your preferences for food like you were talking about earlier, your preferences for maybe time you like to go out to dinner, uh, maybe your preferences for shopping behaviors, right? And, and also your you know, your loved ones, uh, what they like to do and because they, they have user specific knowledge graphs and they're able to use all this data to really create a very personalized experience, anonymous data, of course, like you're saying, um, to create a very personalized experience that um, is going to really, I think, take local SEO and um, really just search engine optimization to the next level as yeah. these as these things continue to advance with machine learning algorithms and all of that. So. Um, yeah, no, interested to hear your perspective, but I think personalization is going to continue to kind of grow and grow as far as the, an important ranking factor for local SEO. Oh, 100%. Um, so two, one, two things. One is the having it on device is a critical shift that Google has to make uh, in order to uh, thrive in the future. And I think it's a, it's a good one because there's been a lot of focus on privacy and this helps them achieve um, both creating a great user experience by being able to personalize and have uh, that specific information, but give the user control of their data. Um, and with obviously de um, devaluing or going away with cookies, and I think they've extended what to 2023 yeah. now. Yeah. So it's, it's really important that they kind of ma make that move. Um, so back in, technically it was 2014, maybe it was early 2015, I, I first started talking about some of the macro trends that were going to drive digital marketing. Uh, a lot of this was in search, but overall as a whole, it's kind of just the macro marketing, digital automation, technology element, like what's going to drive that. And it was called the three Ps and it was personalized predictive and proactive. Um, and those macro trends, I, I believe, will continue being the macro trends and being the core macro trends going forward for some time. Mm -hmm. the, the personalized 
part, there's been, because there has been a drive towards it, there's been a push back and, and there's that balance being found, which having on device is one of those balances. That's an important balance um, for user privacy and finding that balance between like, I, I want a good user experience and I'm more open to my, to, I'm more open to my information being out there. Maybe I'm not that much a younger generation, but the younger generation is even more open to their data being out there to some extent. You're used but, to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same point, we want and should have control of our data and our information as well. So mm-hmm. finding that balance is, I That's think, call out. yeah, I think it's huge. But so for those, for some people aren't as aware, I want to just mention kind of at a, a short synopsis of when you're looking at search results, most search results you're looking at are not someone else who's looking at the same search results, aren't seeing the same thing. And the reason being Mm -hmm. is because of personalization is Google is, or Bing or whatever search engine you're using is trying to provide results that are more relevant for you. And a lot of times they're looking at the past searches you've made, maybe in the recent session you've made. So you may have done a search and you changed your search because you didn't see anything and you change it to something else. And then you do another search. And so Google will actually start to change up results potentially depending on what you're searching for so that they can help find what you're looking for. And they see about 15% of the queries each day are brand new. Right. And so they have to figure out a way to, to kind of understand this real time at scale and personalization is part of that. So your location, right. If you're, looking for a convenience store and they're like, Oh, here's convenience stores in um, another country. That's not going to be super relevant for you. Right. But if you have location services turned on, if you're on a mobile phone, they're going to be able to see some of that information along with potentially search history to show you convenience stores that are near you, because that's going to be more helpful for you than convenience stores that are in Canada, for instance, if you're in the U S um, yes. So there's all those kind of things that I think are uh, an important element to uh, understand. And it goes it goes quite a bit deeper than that, but that's the surface level. Yeah, no, you, you make a great point. And yes, I would be, I think the local SEO community would probably have, uh, have uh, would be upset at me if I didn't mention, you know, what goes into the local algorithm, right? Which is proximity relevance and prominence. So for a local SEO, those are the three key factors that Google's trying to assess. And one of those things, two of those are directly tied to this personalization aspect, right? Which is proximity. How close is your business to that searcher? So Google wants to see, just like you were saying, Kevin, that you know that you're the best result. So are you 20 miles away or are you a half a mile away? Well, the better experience is probably serving you a result that is a half a mile from you rather than making you drive across town or across the state uh, to get a burger, right? So yeah, absolutely. The uh, personalization, um, including location or proximity and and really um, uh, just based on, like you're saying, all those other factors is absolutely crucial for local SEO and definitely something Google um, is uh, using when they're providing results, right? And, and surfacing results in the local packs. So a hundred percent. Yeah. It's kind of like when they determine, so everything kind of is getting categorized. So it's like, there's queries that they have query deserves freshness, which based on a query that they think meets query deserves freshness requirements, they're going to provide more recent results, more relevant, timely results based on query deserves freshness. So query deserves proximity, you know, there's going to be different ranges on that. You might have a business you're looking for that are contractors that often come to the business, or you might be looking for an attorney, which you might be willing to travel farther for, whereas a dry cleaner or convenience store, you know, might be right down the street. So you're going to have kind of a range of by industry. Yeah. Great call out. Based on the, on the industry. So I know we, we, we've touched on a lot of topics. One, one thing that I think would be important to briefly mention is, so we have a number of clients that, I mean, they have like one of our clients has over 300 locations and we have clients with, you know, a hundred and some locations. And then we have clients with locations in 24 countries. (laughs) Um, What, you know, when we're talking about like multi-location SEO and, Mm -hmm. and we probably should 
break this out into uh, its whole oh, yeah whole separate episode and, and just kind of dive into some of the best practices here as, as a whole. But because um, you start to become there's start there's elements that are like more process focus and you have internal so mm-hmm. you know, when you're working with the larger companies like this they sometimes have internal teams and creating process there's there's a lot of different um nuance yeah. at that level and so anything some of those people that have multi-locations that i mean obviously as you go from three or four locations to 300 locations there's big differences right but, yeah absolutely um no great great question uh really seo at scale is really key there, like you're saying, because uh, maybe you have a thousand location pages throughout the globe um, yeah. and you want to make sure that you're able to scale your local SEO efforts to be able to continue to optimize all your GMBs uh, regularly, right? Your Bing places, which is something we didn't even touch too much on. Um, being able to get your, you know, have your thousand location pages optimized and testing your rankings and, and monitoring that, right? So there's a lot that comes into play on being able to scale your local schema across your thousand locations and um, much more scaling your citation. It's really SEO at scale at that point. So automation becomes big, um, but really, you know, like you're saying, it could be your multiple teams could have to be working together to really execute SEO strategy. And that's where, um, you know, we come into play as uh, local SEO experts and, especially multi-location SEO experts. Um, we have a lot of brands that we help, uh, you know, do this at scale uh, successfully. And uh, yeah, we, if you have questions and you listen to us and like, well, I just need somebody to do this for my business. Like give us a call, drop them by our site. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely something we would be happy to, to talk more with you about. So like if we're like I'm I'm thinking of like the agenda in my mind of like oh first what is multi-location SEO and then yeah. you have like data because you're you're in a position to get very clear like clean making sure you have clean data and getting the processes around that data sometimes like some of the enterprise clients is is challenging there but you have that data and you have like bulk uploads as far as being able to do bulk uploads of many locations At and the template and, level making yeah. edits across all a thousand location pages there's definitely yeah. strategies efficiency. yeah efficiency yeah. yeah yeah there's efficiencies to, that can be done there and then there's all your location pages and then there's responding to reviews at scale and then then there's posting. So there's all these different things. So that's Mm -hmm. a topic for another episode, but um, man, after all this, and I kind of want to take a nap. (laughs) Well, all that, all that nap chatter that, that makes sense to me that adds up, but yeah, no, uh, definitely subscribe to the web for market podcast. We'll be chatting multi-location SEO in the future. If you want to learn more, um, yeah, this was a fun episode, Kevin. Yeah, same, Michael. I really appreciate it. But uh, and thanks everybody again for uh, listening, and uh, we look forward to uh, here. Well, chatting with you soon. Feel free to kind of comment or on YouTube, say hi, ask questions, reach out to us at web4.com. So.